0: Hey, it's Mark Shafley here. You're listening to the Jet Centric Podcast. Welcome back to the Jet Centric Podcast. I'm Kishore. This week, Liss, Brian, and myself do a mock draft for the Seattle Kraken. We go team by team and make some picks. Uh, We tried to focus a little bit more energy on the teams that have some exceptional talent that's going to be drafted, but we also spent a lot of time on the Jets, who they're protecting and who we think Seattle is in a position to take. And at the end of the episode, we assemble the lines for the Seattle Kraken based off of our draft picks. Now, we know none of this is is actually going to happen, but it is a fun episode and we get a projection of where we think the the draft is going to go based on our guess at the protected list. Look for more episodes soon. We'll have an episode out uh, as a preview for the actual draft, Uh, but... All of this is made possible by our friends at Vertical Adventures. Thank you so much to the Climbing Gym based in North Winnipeg for all they do to support us. Uh, You can schedule your session online at Vertical Adventures. We highly recommend them, so go check it out. Without further ado, here comes your Seattle Mock Draft.
1: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Jet Center Podcast. It's Liz here and I am joined by Kishore and Brian to do our expansion draft episode today. So we are super pumped about this. We've been talking about it for a couple of days, weeks now. And basically what we've done is we've kind of each come up with our own lists and we're going to go all together and we're going to make a team. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the certain nuances that we are aware of with the teams and why we might be taking certain players. We're going to argue about certain players coming from certain teams. We're going to try and put together a pretty decent Seattle Kraken team. So, um. We're just going to go through team by team. This is going to be a kind of more interesting episode uh, for people maybe who aren't necessarily Jets fans, because obviously we'll talk about Winnipeg, but we're also going to talk about 30 other teams, I guess, not 31, because stupid Vegas, how about that? Um, So yeah, we're just going to kind of go through it. We're going to put together a team. We're each going to talk a little bit about the players you picked from that team, or we'll just kind of play it by ear and go from there. So uh, before we get started, Kishore, Brian, anything you want to add?
2: Not entirely. I think, I I think that pretty much sums it up to be honest with you.
0: I'll say my perspective on this was, was twofold. One is that I definitely put myself in the shoes of the Kraken leadership uh, who are very analytically minded. And also they have said that while they have permission to spend to the cap, they're trying to maximize their cap flexibility. So I'm not out there taking $10 million players just because, Uh, so this, is going to be a lot of people that you probably aren't everyday name players, but I think could make for a pretty good team at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like, I'll say for myself, um, my perspective was also sort of from the Seattle point in the sense that um this is your only chance ever to gain assets for free so a lot of the guys i was looking less for team need and more for we were talking about this earlier but basically for assets so some of the guys i have on here like if i was the kraken this became my team i would trade half of them kind of thing not maybe not that many but i'm not i might take two or three goalies or something like that just because i if that's what works for value if there's no one better on the team etc etc so that's kind of how i saw it um but yeah, we're just going to kind of go through and put together our own little jet-centric team. And um, if you want to do the same, um, that would be cool too. And like sort of let us know what you did. I think everyone in the world is going to put together a different team here, which is super fun, kind of like an NHL bracket. So we're just going to go. Um, and yeah, always feel free to let us know if you agree and disagree, um, because certainly there will be times where you feel both ways. So <laughs>
0: So I'm going to throw a wrench in and say, I think we should start with the Jets. I know they're last in the alphabet, but they're first in our hearts. So maybe we should start there and each of us draft a player from the Jets. Um, Brian, you won the toss. So who, you, who is Seattle drafting from the Jets?
2: Uh, Seattle is drafting Mason Appleton. Um, I guess I, we won't talk about the protection lists really extensively from each team, um, but I feel like we have to talk about it for the jets just because it's the jets, um, yeah, yeah. the forwards, uh, I think are pretty obvious. Uh, you have Blake Wheeler, uh, Nick Ehlers, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Mark Shifley, uh, Andrew Kopp and Adam Lowry. Um, and yeah, I go with, oh yeah, I guess I gotta tell you who I protected on defense. Um, Morrissey Pionk DeMello, um, <laughs> No screwing around. Um, none of this galaxy braining. We think uh, Logan Stanley's going to turn into some gem like Zidane O'Chara or anything. He's 23 years old, maybe limited upside, I think. Anyway, I go with Appleton anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, I think Appleton's just a better value pick for Seattle, Then Logan Stanley, Um, I think he can help the team more right away. I think as you're going to see throughout this draft, there's going to be higher uh, quality of defensemen available to Seattle. So yeah, I go with Mason Appleton.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I go with Appleton as well, and my protection list is the exact same as Brian's, and I think the reality is, even though we love our team, no matter what, Seattle is just going to get some guy, capital S, capital G, from the Jets, like there's nothing, there's no gem there. They're going to get some names from a, some from some other teams, not us, so they're going to get Mason Appleton, they're going to get, or Logan Stanley, or I also had cop as an option just in case the Jets were to do something kind of strange there, whatever, if they, or they found out that cop has no interest signing here and all that arbitration stuff is going to get open back up. But I think Appleton is the best bet, even though there are going to be a lot of better forwards available than him. I think it's looking at the jets and what else is available. I think it's the only thing that makes sense for Seattle. Unless of I'll, course Dylan DeMello were to be exposed. And then I think they would take him.
0: I, they would take Dylan DeMello in a heartbeat if he was exposed. Uh Yeah. I, I'm actually having Seattle choose Logan Stanley. Uh, and I said this in the last podcast, I don't think he plays a game for them. I just think, big defensemen attract a certain type of GM's eye. And so I think they would draft him purely from the perspective of he's a more flippable asset. And frankly speaking, defensemen are more valuable in the league right now than forwards, Uh, especially at Mason Appleton's level of production, which is like a, he's a middle six guy. He's not, um, he's certainly not a top six guy at this stage of his career. He's been awesome. Uh, I think they end up taking Appleton uh, in reality, but I, I was trying to have some fun, so I chose Stanley. But I think for the sake of our collective team, I'm gonna write down Mason Appleton. 900,000, a very value uh, a contract for his production.
1: Cool, great. Um, so, yeah, and now we're just going to start off from the top. We're going to go through our, our teams. Um, so maybe, Brian, you can kick it off with, uh, with Anaheim for us and let us know who you're taking from them.
2: Sure. Um, I had Sonny Milano, uh, left winger, has played 131 games in the NHL, uh, 47 points. Not huge production to go off of, but he's had some solid underlying numbers in his time, has shown a lot of skill. Uh, I think he's a guy that can add to Seattle's team with a bit of upside. Wow. That's already a little off the board because most
0: of the mock drafts are picking Volkov, who is more like the potential kind of guy Um, or, or the people are saying like, Oh, they're definitely going to take Adam Henrique. I don't know why that would be Adam Henrique's like, I like Adam Henrique must be 60 years old at this point. Because I can't remember an NHL where M-, M. Henrique is not playing in it. Right.
1: Yeah, I think so. You guys want to go with Sonny Milano for our team? I had some yeah. ideas about Shattenkirk and Fleury maybe, but I think Milano's a good choice.
0: Yeah, I I I think they end up pat, uh, protecting Shattenkirk, but yeah, I think Sonny Milano, good pick. Uh I get the I get the mess of the Arizona Coyotes, and oh, f- when I say a mess, like. I had a hard time drafting a player off this team, even without a protected list. Um, I, I I didn't think it was that great. I'm gonna go a little off the board and go with Aiden Hill, uh, the goalie. He signed at eight hundred thousand dollars, like a, a decent goalie. I I kind of suspect Seattle's gonna take three to four goalies, and so this is a way to get a cheap one. And uh, goalies can, uh, are going to be in high need uh, going into the, to the actual draft next week. So I think it builds them some capital Aiden Hill proved himself, uh, able to be a, a backup goalie for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said for having a, a goalie basically on a, on a minimum contract.
2: Yeah. Aiden Hill was one of those guys I had in my original mock-up of this too. Like it was between him and Dryden hunt for me. Um, so yeah, I'm quite comfortable going with Aiden Hill.
1: Yeah, I agree. I had them right up there with my picks as well. So, um, move on next to Boston. Um, uh, I'm going to start that off. I was looking, uh, I have a feeling Boston is going to lose someone pretty good. Um, someone that I would be happy to have on the jets almost no matter who they are probably. Um, so I was looking, I was thinking maybe a Curtis Lazar, maybe a Jeremy Lozon, but I ended up going with Jacobs Borrell on. Um, so I thought I kind of liked what I saw from him this year, but, um, they're pretty stacked up. Um, there on the back end, he's he's a he's a defenseman. Eh, I'm trying to remember. Now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they have their McAvoy's and their um. So I I'm going with Jacobs world I don't know about you guys.
2: Personal.
0: I had him second on my list. Um, I thought the interesting one is whether they protect Kasha or not, because I think uh Kasha, you know, if he can ever stay healthy, is the best player available from them right now.
2: Yeah, totally. That's who I had picking or I had Seattle picking from Boston. Um, if it wasn't Kasha who uh, I guess they would have exposed then Craig Smith, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I would have had one of those two, but um, yeah, I, I'm not in charge here of what the final pick is for us. So <laughs> that's just no, my two cents.
0: Let, let's go with, with uh, Jacob Zabiro. Um Yeah. And I, and I'll say like, Craig Smith is a hell of a lot of fun in the playoffs. Um, He's like the right kind of player you want in the playoffs. It's just, it's not clear that Seattle's going to be able to make the playoffs. So I don't know if you would take it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh God, does this? Oh no, I don't have the Sabres. Thank God. Brian has the
2: Sabres. I have the Sabres right on. Uh, okay. From the Sabres, I had Colin Miller and, uh, just looking through, um, through the list here, like who's who did I have exposed from the Sabres? I can't find that list anyway. There wasn't a lot to choose from. Um, I think it ended up being a pretty obvious pick for me. Um, so yeah, I went with Colin Miller, a guy who has had good results at points in his NHL career. Um, I mean, he has declined significantly the last couple of years, and he is 28. Um, but there may still be some pretty decent upside there. As I like to tell people from Edmonton
0: right now, 28 is not 38 when you're looking at defensemen. Uh, it's so he feels like a solid middle pair defenseman. He makes 3.875. He feels like a guy that would be in their starting lineup night one. Yeah, absolutely. I,
1: um, I actually, that would have been my first pick as well, but I actually had him protected and I had them exposing Rasmus Ristolainen because no one's touching that guy with the 10 foot pole. Um, but I think if you're Seattle and that guy's available, that's the guy you want, especially when you look at what's available in the forwards, like someone like Cody Eakin. No, thank you.
2: <laughs> you know what? I just, I kind of just want to step in and say if Rasmus Ristolainen's available, I think Seattle's taking him and flipping him because there is, I, I bet you there's a GM that'll still pay a first round pick for him
1: there is, there is a GM that would do that. It might be ours, but
2: um, (laughs) yeah, it might be ours. no, 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 no. Don't, don't put that thought in my head right now. There would
1: be GMs who would do that. I think. Um, Yeah. Um, But you're right. They might take them in that case. And that, Mm -hmm. that kind of goes against my earlier thought that um, take the best asset available. That would be a strong asset just due to how other people probably perceive Rasmus Ristoline and just probably very different than how we do. (laughs) Um, Okay sure Calgary
0: so this is the tough one I think uh, it, when you look at a lot of the mock drafts they have them taking Mark Giordano because they're going to protect Noah Hannafin Rasmus Anderson and Chris Tanev uh okay. on the back end problem is like yeah Giordano like the game is uh, slowly passing him by he's 37 now he makes 6.75 and at the end of the day I just don't see them taking mark giordano for free like there's gonna have to be some sort of trade involved some sweetener and with that i'm gonna go with who i think is actually has well maybe not more upside but at least some upside in oliver kylington uh the 24 year old defenseman uh basically makes like the league minimum right now you know he's never gonna be mark giordano like i'm not uh you know equating the two uh but in the, when you have the option of going old
2: or going young, I think they go young here. I also had them taking Oliver. Oliver Shillington, I believe is that. Oh, Shillington. Sorry. Is the pronunciation. Um, Yeah. I had them, I had them taking him as well. Um, And yeah, much for the, much for the same reasons as you, I, I actually um, I thought that Calgary or Like I went through on the cap friendly tool, right. And kind of crowdsourced the protection lists and changed them to what I thought they'd be. I left the ones that I was unsure about. So they actually had Giordano protected. Um, And I went with Shillington over Tanev um, just because I think Seattle does want to go as much upside long-term as possible. I think there is a little bit of that from Shillington still.
1: Yeah. Fair enough um Carolina uh from Carolina I took Brady Shea um I think that I don't want to call it a reclamation project yet because I don't think Brady Shea's that bad um but I just think that there's potential there and I think people like him like I think he's a pretty like I think that's a would be a decent guy to grab for free um especially if you're going to be getting some other solid defensemen too and he doesn't have to play a large role I think he, he could still be pretty effective um down um in a third pairing role there um I also had possibly Jake Gardner as an option I don't know that guy just seems like a bit of a wild card at this point so I think Brady Shea is kind of my my safe bet I don't know what you guys think about that
0: Brady Shea makes 5.25 so I think it's a a pick that goes against what I think that Seattle is going to do but he's like a solid defenseman and like everyone talking about him having a down year. Like, I don't think that's actually how it went for him. That's a really deep defensive core last year for Carolina. And he did not as good as like Brett Pesci or Dougie Hamilton or Jacob Slavin. Uh, Those
1: guys are so good though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's my point is like, I feel like he'll be a reasonable second pair I think the only thing that gets me paused is he
2: makes money that's like borderline first pair money. I've never liked his underlying numbers enough to be like, I want to draft this guy. But I to be fair, the guy I had from Carolina was Morgan Geeky. So uh, Brady Shea, I think, is a, as good a pick as any, just from the value you have from him on the market.
1: Yeah, fair enough, I think.
2: So I think we go with Brady Shea. Okay.
1: Yep. Um, okay, Brian, if you want to go uh, look at Chicago.
2: Chicago, Chicago. Who did? Oh, yes. I had uh, Calvin DeHaan. Um, very underrated defenseman, in my opinion. Can play both sides. Um, yeah, that's who I had. I think he's had solid results all throughout his NHL career. Um, I think he'd be a super guy for... Seattle to get in their lineup right away
0: yeah Calvin DeHaan's fine right like as a defenseman if you had him on your team you'd be like he's all right like he's not a world beater he's not an offensive defenseman or juggernaut by any means but that's like the kind of player that's going to be available in this draft in spades uh and he's like I feel like he's the right pick from Chicago in addition to being the choice i had too he's just overpaid for who he is because he makes
1: 4.5 yeah i think um that's the kind of guy too that to my point earlier um a lot of teams would be happy to trade a pick or two for him if seattle decided they had too many defense spinner that they decided that it just wasn't going to work for them it's the kind of guy that you would grab for free again, from a team that's not giving you much, much else. Like, what do you got? Riley Stillman, Colin Delia, like just some garbage, like not garbage. That's not fair, but like, it's just not a super strong. There aren't a lot of good options.
2: The only other interesting name that was out there to me was Henrik Borgstrom. Um, He, I don't think, has he played 10 games in the NHL? I'll I'll have to look at this. Um, But I don't think I remember, I remember him having at least Oh, he's played 58 games in the NHL. Um, I remember him being somewhat highly touted in Florida. Um, so maybe still some upside there. But yeah, ultimately, um, hasn't been progressing how um, d- didn't progress like Florida had hoped. And now he's in Chicago's system. Um, I went with the Han ultimately.
1: Yeah, I agree. And holy smokes, I'm looking at my picks and I'm looking at the picks we got now. We are loading up on defensemen. The ones could never. Um, Yeah,
0: but I think that'll change as we get down the list. But we can always change it at the end, right? It's
1: true. Yeah, it's true. So um, what do you think about Colorado, Kishore?
0: I think I have the first really interesting team on this list because there is a lot of stuff available here. So I'm kind of thinking they're going to ask Eric Johnson to waive his no move. But even if you do that, you still have Sam Gerard, Devin Tays and Kale McCarr that you have to protect on your back end. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to take Ryan Graves uh, who makes 3.16. He's an excellent second pair defenseman. Mobile. He's, I think he's the kind of defenseman that an analytically minded Seattle team is going to love. And I'll be the first to say, there's at least two other players I would choose from Colorado that you could make a strong argument to me right now. I would
1: love to say Kishore. Like, I think like my list that I have personally is, yeah, I had Graves first, just because that's too good to pass up. But I also had Nachushkin uh, and uh, Junis Donsky on there. And I think all three of those guys are better than anything that the Winnipeg Jets will be able to offer them. So um, I think it just goes to show how freaking deep this roster is and how skilled they are that they're going to leave guys like this exposed and they'll still be fine.
2: <laughs> so our, if we're operating under the premise that Eric Johnson waves his no move clause, because I had them protecting four and four. So Johnson was in there. Then they protected Makar, Gerard and Taves and Ranton, and McKinnon, Burkovsky, and Jost, um, which would have left me picking Valerie Um If Johnson, um, does not have to be protected. Then I would think that Shushkin does get protected. Maybe I look at Ryan Graves. So I'll defer. I'll defer on that one. I'm not entirely.
0: We're gonna sure. have fun. We're gonna have fun and assume that Ryan Graves is available.
1: I think he will be.
2: Well, he I will be like no matter what. I think. Like he he'd be, be their fifth be. defenseman
1: because Makar, and Gerard. Yes. Yeah, if Eric
0: Johnson waves, they could still go 4-4-1 and protect uh Graves, think- Tays, Gerard and McCarr. but that seems like wild because then you're exposing some really te- like you're exposing Kadri then maybe like you're exposing like some big name
2: players. I think Graves I think Graves is carried a little bit by the by the really good defensemen on Colorado, but
1: again i I could be
2: wrong but we
1: saw him get a little exposed in that series against vegas that was a little unfortunate he had a couple of bad flashes and stuff and people were talking about how excited they were to expose him to seattle but i think the thing is at the end of the day like colorado is going to expose a ton of good players but they're only going to lose one so like yes maybe you're gonna have yeah guys like kadri and yeah Donskoy, uh nichishki they're all gonna be out there maybe but they're only going to lose one so it's probably not that big of a deal i can't see them going four, four and one but it, i hope they do i hope just to be interesting they do but right okay next. ultimately
2: kishore goes with graves right yes yeah i'm cool. going i'm sticking with graves okay I, I,
0: now we go from colorado to basically the polar opposite columbus good luck liz
1: well this is my moment guys this is my moment i'm so excited I have Seattle taking Patrick lining, and here's why. Okay, so here's why. Uh, Firstly, we do this for entertainment, and I thought this might be a fun discussion point to bring up because I guarantee at least one of you thinks I'm absolutely insane right now. So I
2: I think you're insane, Liz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes (laughs) (laughs) two. So,
1: um, realistically, there's not a chance that they leave Patrick lining exposed. Um, But Uh, what's his name? Kekalainen is a bit of a weirdo. I kind of like him, but he's a bit of a weirdo. That guy loves draft picks. And if he knows something that we don't about Patrick Laine absolutely refusing to re-sign in Columbus, even with the new coach, and if he's worried about, you know, maybe a crappy market value after this year, Seattle's going to be loaded up on picks because all these teams are going to be making these side deals like they did with Vegas because no one learns in this league. They might be willing to do a little bit of a swap around and give a couple of picks, some higher up picks to Columbus in exchange for Patrick Laine. No, it's not going to happen. And I think we're going to end up picking someone else. But I really just wanted to bring this idea forward just because I thought it was kind of interesting when I was looking at their prediction list. And I was like, man, this team sucks. (laughs) Um, So, um, rebuttal time. Brian, what do you think?
2: Um, well, I'm not, I'm not going to be rude. Um, I think the, the other option, like I I had them picking Eric Robinson. Um,
1: that was my realistic pick. Eric Robinson or Boone Jenner, which is whatever
2: that's he's, he's an okay, he's a decent player, I think. Um, but I I don't know. I like, I, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility that like, Patrick Line, maybe he doesn't want to play in Columbus. Maybe uh, Columbus wants assets for him, and maybe I don't know. Part of uh, part of a deal ends up being uh, Seattle picks Line a and Columbus gets some assets. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's. Um, I guess it's mathematically possible. <laughs> so.
1: I think it's a possibility for that to happen with some team that. That Seattle, because Seattle's going to be getting draft picks on the side to not pick guys, but what if they give up draft picks to be able to pick guys? I think that would be super fun too. So I'm just trying to make this exciting. So. Do it. Okay, I, I'm actually going to
0: give you. I'm going to give you a little bit of a vote of confidence here. Like, so we're assuming Seth Jones is going to be traded in the next like month or two. He may not be traded before the expansion draft, but there's just like too much there where he said he doesn't want to resign. We've already gotten like. So even though it was a little mistranslated, we've gotten hints that line is not happy. And at this point you're losing your like number two defenseman. Like we're not going to get in the Seth Jones conversation right now, whether he is actually a number two defenseman, but you're losing your number two defenseman. You have basic, your best player beyond Patrick line is probably cam Atkinson's who's in his mid thirties already. He's 32. So I, I think they might just go full rebuild and say, yes, let's trade Jones for prospects and picks. Let's trade line eight for somebody that, uh, for a couple picks. So it's, I, I think the most likelihood, if they trade line 8, it's going to be after the expansion draft when things are settled out. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's totally possible if line 8's told John Davidson, like, look, uh, and Kekelein and like, look, I'm not coming back here. Um, do something with me.
2: I, and
1: honestly, I would
0: love to see line a in Seattle. You know how nuts that fan base would be for a, a character like him to come there.
1: It would be awesome. I, be a lot I, of fun. I hope, I don't hope he gets, I don't know how I feel. I think he will get traded. I, I just, I don't see it being a fit. I don't know. Just something about bringing in Pascal Vincent just doesn't sit. Like I like Pascal Vincent just fine, but I feel like he's part of that. The, the the coaching style that patrick line just absolutely did not it didn't work for him he didn't like it like i just feel like there's too much there and i feel like the year was so bad and like because he's an rfa right and what's he gonna do like sign because he's not gonna sign a one-year deal they're not gonna let that well, he'll sign
2: his qualifying offer yeah. uh, which uh, is like
0: eight and a half or something like that it's right?
2: seven it's seven and a half um hmm. and then like he's not going to get any more like Columbus isn't going to offer him more than that. So I think he'll just, I think he'll just sign the qualifying offer to be honest with you and play for one year. And then I think he's an RFA one more time. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean that, that makes sense given the flat cap or is he business wise for him?
1: I can't even remember. No, I don't think so because that's why they only signed him to the smaller deal or something.
0: He, He's UFA after the second RFA deal that he signed. Now, so mm-hmm. like he, like he can reach UFA at twenty. I think he'll be twenty-four. Goodness, time flies.
1: So do but, you guys want to put him on our team, or should we take something? Yeah, let's put him on our team do because
0: it. you know what we'll do. We'll put him on the first line for the first time in his career.
1: Out of boy. All right. <laughs> so from Columbus, Seattle Kraken are taking Patrick Lane, my beloved. So. Do with that what you will. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Brian, if you want to go look at Dallas now,
2: Dallas, uh, I sure do want to look at Dallas. I had uh, I had them taking Anton Hudobin. Um, he's been playing at a starting goalie level for you know a couple of years now. Um, I just think that's their best option at a starter um, in this whole draft. So. Uh, That's who I had them going with. Um, Other options, I guess, included Roddick Foxa would have been an option or, you know, Julius Honka, who's been on waivers each of the past two years. Um, I think less of a likely pick if you're looking for an asset. Yeah, I think they go with Anton Hudobin there. I'm kind of assuming Foxa
0: gets protected. This is a team that doesn't have much to give there there was not much here um and kudobin he, he only has another year on his contract so it's like fine wait that's our starting goalie great uh two year he has oh, two years two years but two years at like 3.3 yeah eh, that, that's like livable yeah absolutely
1: yeah i that's why i had to i just didn't um it, it just seemed like a kind of crappy situation i was kind of looking I thought maybe depending on what they do with their protection, they could take Blake Camo. Uh, I'm assuming they'll protect him, but it's I. It was an option, but I think Kudobin's... I I already have him written down because I think so that's.
2: <laughs> do you guys have Jason Dickinson exposed? No. No. I don't think he qualifies. Does he? Yeah, he does.
1: He should. He's
0: 26. Why wouldn't he? Oh, I. I...
2: Not Jason. Oh yeah, Roberts he's an RFA Jason this Dickinson. year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, that would be an okay pick. Yeah, I know. I was thinking he would be a decent pick too. Um, But no, ultimately, I'm going to go with Hudobin. Otherwise, that would screw things completely up from a goalie perspective if I do a 180 there.
1: Okay. Um, Kishore, uh, Detroit.
0: So number one thing uh, Seattle should know is, like, never take a call from Steve Iserman. Like, that's the number one rule in hockey. So whatever they do, just make this pick blind. Um, so I flirted with taking Christian J- juice, the juice, um, uh, or Troy Stecker, who I think is probably the player with the most upside, but I settled on Richard Ponick just as a player that can actually slot in a play. Um, and he's not great. Like he's a bottom six guy, but he can, he has a little bit of a scoring touch. Um, and he, you know, he's been saddled on some of the worst offensive teams in recent memory. Uh, the past few years so Richard Ponick, Richard is, Ponick my is my head.
1: guy not bad.
0: Yeah, I'd, come up with?
2: sorry I didn't quite catch that
0: uh, I mean Richard Ponick's fine but uh, like oh, he's not going
2: sorry Liz was talking I couldn't
1: hear her no. oh no I just said I thought he was okay but I think I'm mixing him up um with who else was involved in that deal there was a deal um
2: Richard Ponick's been traded like eighty times. I'm, think. I'm thinking. No, <laughs> I was thinking. of oh, the Ratton he was. For a second. Yeah, no, he was. A, was he thinking. was part of that deal.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Not. <laughs> never mind.
2: Um. No, I had them taking Richard Ponick as well. Um. I, I actually, I had Detroit protecting Troy Stetcher. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: And leaving who exposed?
2: Uh, on defense they had De Juice, uh. Lindstrom, uh, yeah, those would be the three guys they'd have oh, okay. exposed on defense. Um, yeah, he's in his like... Of- yeah. So
0: Panik is in his 10th year in the league and he's been on seven teams. So that's rough. Good Lord. The new <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> uh, but at least Vanek had like stability early in his career. He has just like his goal scoring yeah. has fallen off a cliff. But part of the thing is it's like he's playing in like a different system every month, it feels like. I I'm not in love with this pick, but it's like a it's a warm body, is what I have to say.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. I think they would take um, Stetcher if he was available. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like they they've kind of committed to him as a rec- not reclamation. I keep saying that he it, it it's to be taken with a grain of salt because I don't think that Troy Stetcher is bad, but I think that's a guy that if you're rebuilding a team, that's not a bad piece to have. Um, just as like an older defenseman that's not terrible. Um, so I think Ponic is a fine choice. Yeah, find.
0: honestly, they should not take anyone from Detroit because don't trust Steve Iserman for whatever he like, he's gonna expose people and you'd be like, wait a minute, why is this person like and they're gonna have like the black plague or something and like infect what? your team?
1: They're gonna take. Th- almost three million dollars away from me with a player that's almost not dead weight. He's not that bad yet, yeah. but like Detroit doesn't really lose out that much here, so that's okay. Um, okay, I am next, I believe, and I am looking at Edmonton. Okay, so Edmonton, I trust Seattle's management too much. I originally was thinking they might take something like James Neal, um, just because it's James Neal. But I am going with Caleb Jones. Um, it's a choice. Uh, It's certainly a choice. Um, I just, he seems like he could be a little, a good little piece to try and build up. Um, I know his mother is insane and I know, um, (laughs) um, but I think it was a reasonable choice. Um, I think you guys probably had something like Josh Archibald probably as one of your choices, or what did you guys have? Cause I'm not in love with this pick and I would be open to changing my mind.
2: I actually had Stuart Skinner, 22-year-old that was my third, goalie. Third goalie.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, mm-hmm. but I, I actually had Caleb Jones protected. I had them protecting mm-hmm. Nurse Baron Jones. I, I don't think Clefbaum's gonna play another game in the NHL, to be honest with you. It's
1: not worth wasting a protection on him.
2: That's what I mean. So yeah. I had them protecting like it was between Caleb Jones and William Laguson, and I had them protecting Jones. See, and, and then
1: one of those nuanced things I can't remember, but most Oilers fans feel very strongly about William Legison And I don't remember if it's good or bad.
2: (laughs) I think they liked, I think, well, they're hopeful about him, but he's 25 and hasn't played a whole heck of a lot in the NHL yet. I'm
1: going
2: to be honest with you. I don't know much about him. Like, I don't even know how, I don't even, I've, I've, I've maybe seen him play like once or twice. I don't remember a darn thing.
1: I'm looking right now, Brian, on cat friendly, and it kind of looks like William Legison didn't qualify.
2: Well, he didn't qualify. Like he qualifies an exposee in terms of like Edmonton needs to meet exposure requirements. Oh, so I see, but they that. could still take him. They can still take him.
1: I get you. Okay, because yeah, looks uh, like we didn't play enough games, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I
2: thought I, I have a
0: question, and I, I'm. I'm not very serious about this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Like, are we past the point of any Kyle tourist reclamation project? Yes. Like, yeah. Is, is it over?
2: It, it would be ridiculous.
0: Consumer. It would be ridiculous to waste a pig. He's just on him in the back sure. half
2: of his prime now. Like he could jump up and all of a sudden shock you. I'm totally
0: It doesn't kidding. make any, <laughs> like it doesn't like his career has made no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, and so uh, that's why I ask it. I I definitely, I had Archibald first and I struggled with Edmonton because I also uh, agreed there aren't a lot of great picks. So Stuart Skinner is actually kind of a inspired I be, pick here.
1: I, I like Stuart Skinner. I, I'm I'm okay with going with that. See, that's why we have the conversation pieces. Caleb Jones, I was just kind of like, eh, there's a guy, uh, but Stuart Skinner. I also had him as an option. I don't know a ton about him. Like I'm not overly in- involved with Edmonton's goalie prospects, but I think he's okay and it might be something interesting uh cuz he could turn out to be something and if he doesn't then whatever.
2: <laughs> he's got upside and they're going to need AHL goalies and players yeah, too, yeah. so uh, all right, especially
1: yeah. with
0: all the rumors that they're going to buy out uh Koskinen. So uh you know, then I like, we'll go with Stuart Skinner our all third right. goalie off the board.
1: Sounds good. Um, all right. Uh, sh- Florida. Brian. Florida
0: to Brian. This is actually an interesting team. There's some okay. stuff here.
2: Um, yes. Who did I end up taking? Um, oh, yeah. I ended up going with Radko Gudis. Um, I think he's a better defenseman than people give him credit for. People think of this, you know, big physical defenseman who can't play, but he can play. Um in terms of who else was available let me just take a look here um couple options would have been lucas walmart uh i guess mason marchment marcus nudavara i had frank forsling off. um ultimately i went with the it's kind of like with most of these players it's, it's like similar to a jets thing it's like a demello versus stanley argument are you going to ta- are you going to take one of the guys that hasn't performed that well in the nhl yet but you hope to perform well or are you going to take the guy that has performed uh, pretty darn well i went with that in radko gudas if you have objections lay them forward
1: yeah i don't know i do you have Frank Vetrano being protected on your list?
2: I do. Okay. I have Barkov, Huberto, Hornquist, Bennett, Vitrano, Duclair, and verhegi as okay. the protected list.
1: Which I think is fair, yeah. I, I don't remember who I had protected site because that was the guy that I had. And I also had Anton Strowman as an option. I don't know um, if they're going to protect him or if he's any good anymore. Anton um,
0: Stroman's too old, I think, at this point. Yeah, to exactly. Be worth a pick.
2: He was very, he, he was awesome four or five years ago, but it's not, like, he's not on the Duncan Keith level, but he's not, like, I think every defenseman that they ice is probably going to be better than him. Like, I think Gudis is better than him right now.
1: Fair enough. Okay, I, I think Gudis is a good uh, option. I'm, I'm happy with that. You sure?
2: Uh, yeah, I think Gudis is the
0: pick. Um, I'm very curious if they protect Sam Bennett or not.
2: Um, if they don't, then I'd probably switch to Sam Bennett, not going to lie. Yeah,
1: no, fair enough. Yeah,
2: it's just with, like, with Walmart. I think it comes down
0: to Walmart or Bennett, because they're going to protect Wenberg. I think they're going to protect Duclair. I think he's just overperformed for them to the point um, where they probably protect him. Um, uh, so depending on how all of that goal goes, the only other name I had on here... Is Noel Achari. I think he's like a great role player that would fit into Seattle pretty easily. Um, and I'm just waiting for like shenanigans with Keith Yandel. Like Keith Yandel feels like a name that it like he's done in Florida and seems like a name that I've heard associated to the Kraken in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up there, even though I think I
2: don't think they waste a pick on him. I think if they, I think if uh, like, I think if he waves his no move, then Gudis probably gets protected. Maybe. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's uh, that's a good point that I haven't really thought of. So.
1: Um, Kishore, uh, what are your thoughts on LA?
0: LA is like this is the the futures team. Like there is not a um a lot. I only had one player that I think is a everyday NHLer that I put on this and it's Olimata and I hate myself for putting his name on my potential list. Cause I don't think he it's worth putting a pick out um, uh, wasting an expansion pick on Olimata I- um, in the sense that I think they could get him for a cup of coffee from LA if they
1: asked. No, I, um, when you say that though, cause I have, I had he was my first pick as well, but I have like an asterisk beside it and I have, or I have the word letters RP beside it. And at the bottom, it's like my reclamation project because there's not a ton there. And he was okay for like a season. Hey. And then he just kind of fell off the earth. Well, so he, he was happened, okay uh,
0: in a season with Sidney Crosby on the ice when he was on the ice.
2: Yeah. He, he had the, uh, what was it? I, I don't know. if Was it a cancer thing or whatever like yeah he had something he had something really serious i can't remember if it was cancer yeah he he, i think he had to miss like a season or something i can't even remember it was quite a while back but something serious and i don't i don't know if he was that good before then but he hasn't been that good since then um but i didn't realize he was only 26 years old
1: really he feels like he he feels like
2: he's 30 he was a yeah. kid
1: when he was really good. And then that's why I thought it was a decent like reclamation project. Cause he's still, if he ended up being okay, he still has 10 useful years of his career left. So it's. Uh, like,
2: I don't well, know about that, but
1: useful years d- d- do with that what you will. But I also had Cal Peterson <laughs> as an option. Um,
2: I had been protecting Cal Peterson. Yeah. I had them protecting Peterson as well. Okay.
0: I actually think Austin Wagner is the pick. He was the number one on my list who he's been like a good AHL player um he's like he's fast he's kind of like a bottom bottom uh uh bottom line uh type player in the nhl but like isn't that what you get when you're drafting a player from ostensibly one of the worst teams in the last
1: yeah this year? the seventh or the eighth best forward on the second worst team in the Like. <laughs> I also had Blake Lazat as an option. I wasn't sure. Blake
0: Lizotte is the other option yeah. I think that's on there.
2: But th- these are all futures bets, right? You mm-hmm. know what? I had Matt Roy as, as my selection. Um, he's, had, uh, he's had two, I guess, like uh, the 1920 season was, I guess, his first full year in the NHL. He had a cup of coffee the year before that. He was pretty good in his, like, they would call that his rookie year, the 1920 season. And then this past year, he just wasn't nearly as good. Um, So I don't know. Um, I had Matt Roy as my pick, but I ultimately had him as like when I put together my starting lineup, he was sitting. So it's certainly not like there's so many meh guys that you can pick from L.A., right? So So,
0: Wagner, Lazat or Roy,
2: I think is our choice.
1: I think Wagner is a fine option. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Let's do Wagner. I, I agree right. with that. Liss, you have, I think the most, most interesting, interesting team, team in the draft.
1: I, I think so too. So yeah, I have the Minnesota wild and I am befuddled by this team and I don't, I think they're going to, I think the only option is to ask Ryan Sitter to waive his no movement clause because you're not, and because you have three no-movement clauses on your defense, and it's Spurgeon, Sutter, and Brodeen. Even if they didn't have clauses, you're protecting Spurgeon and Brodine anyway, but then you also have Matt Dumba, who is arguably probably, I don't follow Minnesota well enough, um, but I think he's probably one of their best defensemen, and it seems insane to leave him exposed, but they have no other option unless they go four and four, but then they also have two forwards in Zuccarello and Parise who have no-movement clauses, so then they only have two of uh, Marcus Johansson, Kevin Fiala, Victor Rass, Jordan Greenway, Nick Bukestad, Ryan Hartman, and Joel Erickson Eck. Like, oh, I-, I just think they're in a bit of a pickle here. Um, Matt Dumba was my pick, but I just think it's insane to lose Matt Dumba for free. I can't see him going. I just, I can't. Um, so if that's not the case, then I have Nick Bukestad as my choice, but I just, that's quite know. the
2: drop.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a huge drop. <laughs> um, I mean, you got to remember, this is the team that got burned the most from the Vegas draft with the Alex Tuck deal. Um, and they, uh, and so I think they're of almost any team, they're the least likely to probably give away picks to protect players, even though it's crazy the situation they're in because of these no move clauses.
1: I refuse to believe that they're going to let Joel Eriksson walk for free um, just because of the big deal they've signed him to yeah. and how actually good he is. Like, he is one of my favorite, like, low-end players in the league because he's not a low-end player, but people seem to think he is. But then what do you do? Like, I don't even know. Like, because you're not going to expose Kevin Fiala. Like, I don't even... Eriksson
2: was awesome this year. So he's if... so
1: good. Like, I maybe Ryan Hartman or something would be a choice for them.
2: So, yeah, I was, so if, if Minnesota does, and if they go four and four, nobody waves a no move clause, I think they probably like, they have to protect, uh, Parisi and Zuccarello. Um, and then they probably go Fiala and Erickson Eck, right? Yeah. And then,
1: then, but then they're,
2: then they're losing Marcus Foligno or Jordan Greenway that I bet you that's how it goes down. Like, I bet you that's how they lose Greenway. I think they lose Greenway.
1: I think that's a very fair choice. Um, But the thing is, it's same as Colorado. Like, they're going to have to leave, especially if they go 4-4, and they're leaving a ton of really good guys exposed. Um, But they only have to lose one. So, if they're able to keep some of those guys, that'd be great. But, yeah, I can't see them exposing Fiala or Erickson Eck. And then everyone else is on a no-movement clause. Um, So, who do you want to go with? Like, I think – and. Oh this is tough. This one's really
0: tough. Uh, I lean Jordan Greenway. So I value Jordan Greenway above Marcus Felino. Um partially because of age, I think also just uh, there's more upside with with Greenway. Um uh, like if Dumba's available, he's the pick. Like oh, period yeah. end of sentence. Uh, yeah. Because even though he costs 6 or whatever he costs, um it's it's that's not right going to matter to Seattle.
1: No. But yeah, that's Who's not that doesn't matter. Men? And probably. I think he's probably pretty much regarded as being a $6 million defenseman in the league anyway. Yes. Totally. So. so who but it, And
0: that's what? why I don't think they get him because like Bill Guerin has shown some competence in the last, you know, few months that he's been GM. So I think somehow they end up with Jordan Greenway, but either so, anyway, like, you cut this, they're losing somebody good.
1: Yeah, no, they're, it's unfortunate. Like they have a. This is probably the team with the most no movement clauses. I think of any of the ones that I looked at. It's like, insane. so many. But the thing is, at least like Jared Spurgeon is really good. Jonas Brodin is really good. Zuccarello, mm-hmm. is really, like these guys are fine. So it's like there are the worse guys to have. They're the Blake Wheelers that have the no movement. Well, <laughs> that's,
2: that's that's, that's very similar to Zach Parise though. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: I would almost yeah. Like um, he's
2: not at nearly at that level anymore. He's thirty six and. and, he's and- close-
1: four years left on that deal what yes. what is the average by the end he's making seven and a half right now by the end he's got to be making less than like five if they're signing a 40 year old man to seven million dollars i oh my god okay
2: for um, the sake of time we should probably make a pick though
1: all right
0: you're in i'm voting i'm no, voting I, I agree
2: i agree
1: and it's it's gonna be interesting if people see this list and be like what because i love
2: marcus felino but in terms of what seattle's gonna want when they want to contend it's gonna be greenway
1: yeah okay i'm good with that pick um okay so then we'll throw back to brian to do montreal this is also a bit of an interesting one
2: yes um so ultimately i did i have Oh, yeah. I had Brett Kulak from Montreal. A um, lot of talk about all Montreal fans freaking out about losing Ben Chirot. Um was my Personally, personally Ben Chirot, not an analytics darling. Brett Kulak, analytics darling. Seattle, they're going to be a heavy analytics team. They're going to want Brett Kulak ahead of Ben Sherat. I think Brett Kulak is the better player when I watched them. Um, So yeah, that's where I go with that. I I really like Brett Kulak as a player. Um, Underrated in transition and just does some little things very well. Um, Nice passer, in my opinion, has an underrated first pass. And I just think he could be a real solid defenseman for Seattle. Um, I think Ben Sherratt is the type of prototypical physical guy that a lot of those guys, a lot of those GMs want. Um, I don't think it's, that's going to be the case for Seattle. I'm going Brett Kulak.
1: I'm good with that pick.
2: Yeah, I'm good with that pick. I want to say that I think there are a lot
0: of options here because Paul Byron wouldn't be the worst pick. Uh, Jake Evans, if available. And if you're, I, I, I don't see a world where Jake Evans isn't available, uh, given who, uh, um, depending yeah. on what the hell is going on with Jonathan Drouin. Um, uh, it, those are good picks. Uh, Jake Allen isn't the worst pick either. Um, it, so I, I agree with Kulak, but I could really easily see this being a number of other players. If it's,
2: I, sorry. If it's I, Ben
0: Sherratt, it's a victory for Montreal
2: in my opinion, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I had like Jake Evans was right up there, um, in terms of, you know, who they might pick. Um, I think Evans might have a little bit limited upside though, And I think Kulak can already be a top four defenseman. I, I just see that when I watch him. So yeah, I that's agree where with where I the go. Pick.
0: Yeah, I agree with the pick. I just think that this is one of those teams that Seattle is going to win, regardless of who they pick. Yeah. Um,
1: Kishore, Nashville. This is also, I think, a bit of an interesting one. What do you got? All right. I'm
0: going a little off the board here. I'm going to break the rules a little bit, uh, but I'm going to have them take Ryan Johansson. Um, and I think we're about to see the dismantling of the Nashville Predators. Uh, we already had the trade of Victor Arvidsson um, and with the message that uh, they were going to pick him if he wasn't protected. And so it's kind of giving me some signals that Nashville uh, wants to re-engineer their entire forward forward segment. And there's been rumors out there that they're going to re-sign Ekholm um, and they're not going to let uh, Yossi Ellis Go and I, they'd be nuts to let Dante Fabro be exposed in this as well. Uh, so I'm gonna go out there on a limb and say they don't protect Ryan Johansson and let him go.
1: I think that's a reasonable thing. I had a very similar thought process, but I ended up having Matt Duchesne exposed just because I don't like Matt Duchesne and I just like, <laughs> like for an eight million dollar player. You like, asshole! You're not
2: allowed to be exposed. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Sorry, so, you're not allowed know. to be protected. I got that wrong. I can't speak right now. Sorry.
1: No, no. I, I just, I, I. for what, it's one of those things where I would almost compare it to the whole Blake Wheeler thing, where it's like, that's so much money that they are not going to want to take. So might as well not waste a protection on him, even though no more. I think,
2: I think Duchesne's still a really good player. So, I mean, if I, I think if they want to rebuild, they'll just trade Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Like, and I think I, I don't know if he's worth 8 million, but I think he's worth something on the trade market. And I don't think they'll just expose him, but.
1: Dushane not-
0: has value. Ryan Johansson probably needs a sweetener for them to take him because it, I just think they're done with him. Yeah. I, I just get this vibe that it, it's been too many years and, and too little results and from like, him especially
1: what a loser of a trade hey garbage <laughs> Seth yeah. Jones and Ryan Johansson <laughs> yeah
0: I, I will say I think they could the likely scenario is they end up with uh Callie Yarncroak. um yeah. just because I think this Johansson thing is going to be complicated
2: uh, yeah. but we're here to have some fun I, I had them taking Connor Ingram actually which I, is not no a bad pick. um yeah, there was to me, there wasn't a lot available. Like on my protection list, they had I actually had them protecting five defensemen and three forwards, leaving I guess the other option would have been Luke Cunning. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that highly of Luke Cunning, so I went with Connor Ingram, but it there again, there's not a lot there.
1: Yeah, I feel like Yarncrock is almost the pick there. Like, I just, I it's such a weird, like, it's again, if I was a Nashville fan, I would probably have a much stronger opinion or a much better idea of what it's looking like, but I just feel so in the dark with everything about like, I just feel like someone as highly, not highly regarded, that's not fair to say about uh, Ryan Johansson or Matt Shane. but it's, you could, you would get better value if you traded them. Um, so that's why I don't know if they would be exposed. I think they're in different national echelons too. I think Matt Duchesne is a lot more valuable, but I don't know. What do you guys want to go with?
0: Let's go with Johansson. Let's have some fun.
1: Sure. I like it. Line Andrew Johansson. Who else and, has a uh, team?
0: And speaking of uh, overplayed players past their prime, let's go to the New Jersey Devils.
1: <laughs> Aha. <laughs> nice segue. So New Jersey, I struggled with. Um, I wasn't sure. I was thinking maybe Wedgwood. That was kind of my maybe question mark. Because Blackwood's been really good. But um, Wedgwood is just kind of meh but then again, he's kind of, an eh, so I don't think Seattle would take him. I also had maybe Merkley as an option. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even pronounce his name, but Siegenthaler, um, it's like maybe, yeah. maybe, um, but also PK Subban, I think is an option there. And I think that would be an awesome pick. I love PK Subban. I think there's still something left there to work with. And if you were to create it in a way that you, you know, put him in a leadership role and just let him kind of I think there's a lot left in PK Subban that we're not seeing right now. And I think it would be a really good opportunity for him and it would be good. Like, I don't think the new Jersey devils would be mad about it either. So I, again, I'm letting you all down, but I don't have a good new Jersey. (laughs) I had Merkley, but I don't, I don't know. I, I had,
2: I originally had Jonas Siegenthaler, um, but I also originally in my mock that I did had Matt Dumba exposed. So I took Matt Dumba from Minnesota, which would make me think not to take PK Subban. But um without without having taken Dumba, I think maybe Subban might be the pick. I, I don't know I don't know how much Suban ha- really has left. Like he's nowhere close to the same player he was. He they'll they'll have him, he's under contract for one more year. So, um, and there's not really many other options. Like Siegenthaler, uh, Yanni Koukinen, like these aren't great names. So PK is
0: the fun pick. Exactly.
2: He's the the fun pick. And that's why we have to do it, right? Yeah.
1: We didn't take Matt Dumba. We
2: didn't take Dumba, so... A power play, like a top power play guy. Uh, I don't And
0: know he if was actually better this play. year than he was two years ago. So he's not on this, like, just steep decline. It's just he's nowhere near who he was.
1: And, uh, and also there's an ugly $9 million price tag on it that really just doesn't look great. So I understand that. Okay, sounds good. Um, New York Islanders, Brian, what are your thoughts?
2: Islanders, I had them taking... Kiefer for bellows um frankly i don't think there was anyone available uh let me take a look here so yeah it was bellows i other options michael dalcol um you can complete, take andrew Ladd's bust
0: not non-existent <laughs> play anymore andrew lad's contract
2: yeah uh, um thomas hickey like he hasn't played in the NHL for a couple of years the other interesting one was Scott Mayfield um I when I had gone through this I had already picked too many defensemen and like like Mayfield like now. Solid, <laughs> yeah um I think I think Mayfield's a solid defenseman but I, I go with the future like like Bellows hasn't developed into something you would think would be a great NHLer or down the road but like there's the low chance, I guess. So I, I just ended up going with Bellows. Works for me. Yeah,
0: Bellows is a reclamation project, but that's where I went too. Um, I also didn't like a lot of our choices here. They felt weird. Like they're not taking Matt Martin or <laughs> Al Clutterbuck nope, or something like that. So
1: um New York Rangers, sure
0: Uh, talk about a team that it's less like taking a bunch of people that you're like no idea so with that that like full admission that you're taking somebody that is you know essentially not been playing in the ahl i selected colin blackwell he's basically a top line ahl or ish um hasn't played a lot play center though so maybe i don't know I like yeah. honestly, I have nothing to say about this pick. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I I had Kevin Rooney Kishore, so there's there's just not a lot there. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Yikes. Um, Ottawa, Ottawa was interesting for me. Um, I had a couple of picks. Um, I was looking at Paul and Brown and Watson and Victor Mente. Um, man, I we need to fix this rotation. I looked at the teams I have coming up. I have very not strong opinions about some of these upcoming ones but um
0: you got columbus this is what you live with now
1: yeah i know <laughs>
2: um
1: i think i go connor brown maybe i don't again i'm not familiar enough with how their protection list is gonna go is he someone that would be protected if not i think he's one of the best options um what do you i go? think
2: he gets protected i think so too
1: okay um Hey, like, who
0: did you have, Brian? Because I was thinking maybe Logan they don't Paul. protect Tierney.
2: Um, who the... hang on, let me go to my list. If I'm
1: I've the Seattle Kraken, I'm open. taking Victor Mente, but I just don't think it's in the oh, cards with however many Spencer we have now. So
2: I had them taking Nick Paul.
1: Oh, okay. That's Nick a Paul's
2: good. great pick.
1: Nick Paul is great.
2: Yeah. Um, let's go
1: with Nick Paul. Yeah. What Kishore it works yep. for you.
0: Yep, totally.
1: Perfect. Um, okay, Brian, Philadelphia. This is another interesting one. One of the more interesting ones. And I think it became even more interesting this morning.
2: Well, yeah. Um, I had them taking James Van Riemsdyk, um, but lots of discussion on who their protection list might include. Um, so I'll just go through that. I had them take protecting, obviously, with no move clauses, Giroux and Hayes. And I had them protecting... Uh, Couturier, Konechny, uh, Lindblom, Lawton, and Patrick. Um, I went, I, I, um, I read an athletic article um, about the Flyers protection list. I just went with that um, because I really did not know. Like, I don't know if they would expose Voracek or not. I don't know. I didn't know if they'd expose Van Reemsdijk or not. Um, so I literally just went with this guy's protection list. And Van Riemsdyk's available. I thought he was the best player available, so that's who I went with, James Van Riemsdyk.
1: And now here's a foreshadowing idea: Van Riemsdyk brother reunion in Seattle. Mm.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> <So> <laughs> um, yeah, I they're going to between Voracek, Van Riemsdyk, and Gostis Bear, I think at least two, if not all three, will be exposed, um, and so. JVR is I it, to me it's between it's probably JVR because his deal expires in two years um, including this season and I don't know if I want Voracek's like 8.25 for three years
2: yeah he hasn't um, been anywhere near the same the last two years right no Uh. well I mean like for the last year and a half I think he was yeah. good at the
0: beginning of last season uh, which is like a weird year Uh, I had Nolan Patrick because I I had no idea if they were going to be not protect for a check, but which would be, I think the obvious pick. And there's been some acrimony there with Nolan Patrick and the flyers. There's a good player here. Like all those players that we named are good players. Mm -hmm. So uh, I kind of leave it to you, Brian, who, who do you want? JVR.
1: JVR. Yeah. I I think that if Voracek is exposed, they take him. I really do. I just think there's too much. Like, I don't know. Like, when you think about... Um, there was a whole group of misfits that first year in Vegas. But, like, when William Carlson is your star, it's like, hmm. I think I, they would be keen to take a Jacob Voracek and have him as their guy. I don't know.
2: I think of the analytics group in Seattle, and I just don't think that that group would want... The contract of Voracek with the sort of lack of lack of good underlying numbers, if you will.
1: I also feel like we give Seattle a ton of credit for the analytics. They also hired Dave Haxtell so I don't know what's going on with them. Like well, I just, I, I, don't, know. I they, don't know.
2: They might they might have made that hire just for like the style of team they think they're gonna have. I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. maybe it's a style thing. I don't know. Like obviously, Hackstall probably wasn't doing things all that optimally in Philly um, in his first go around as an NHL head coach. But I don't know. I I don't know that much about him. So,
1: yeah. uh, Kishore Pittsburgh. Who do you got?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people that uh,
0: Cindy Crosby made look better than they are uh, available. So yeah, uh, I think most of the mock drafts I saw had Zach Aston Reese. Um, as a top pick, I'm going a little off the board uh, and going Teddy Bluger. Um, same basic thing. I think he's like a third liner. Uh, I, th- I think you could make a good argument for Jared McCann as being the best player available on the Penguins.
1: Wouldn't they? Maybe
0: him? Chad Ruweedle, but he's had a lot
2: of injury problems.
1: I thought well, when I was making my list, I protected McCann.
2: Yeah, knowing, knowing the Penguins, they're probably going to protect i
1: No, that was well,
2: I
0: but asked. that's the thing is like they have, they have tana for another like three or four years, so it's between Tanov or McCann.
1: I protect McCann over Tanov any day.
0: I would as yeah, well because would. we're Winnipeg Jets fans. Well. We know. I
1: hate Tanov that much. Oh <laughs> well, yes, I, uh, I don't know, but I just think McCann's actually pretty good. I don't know.
2: I think Tanav's turned into a decent player, but again, yeah. the four years and he's twenty nine
1: making three and a half million dollars.
2: Yes. I, I, I went with Aston Reese with my pick anyway, but if we're going with one of the other guys, then yeah.
1: Uh, sure. it's up to you.
0: Yeah. I would say, I'll just say there's an outside chance. They expose Jason Zucker.
2: Just like look out. I thought so too. Like, I really think there's a chance they do too. He hasn't been particularly good the last couple seasons there
1: god i'm so excited for those expansions The protection list. oh it's gonna be
2: so it's gonna be awesome. so fun awesome.
1: I,
0: i'm sticking with my teddy bluer pick okay right okay. on
1: all right um okay well we're running this episode real long and it's good thing i'm next because san jose i literally don't give a shit who they take from san jose i have guy <laughs> guy and guy from san jose my first one um i had Redeem redeemed um as m- one of my options rudolph balser um and yosef Kornar. i like i yeah. didn't know brent burns is one of my favorite options i still think they're going to protect him um but yeah. i don't know i i have guy guy and guy i don't give a, i don't care
2: i think so too i went with balsers but
1: yeah ultimately
2: it's a whatever pick whatever whoever they pick from there probably isn't playing no. this year. yeah i had ryan donato is the only one that i felt like could make a team I had them protecting Ryan Donato.
1: I think uh, I did
2: too. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, guys, Jonathan Dolan.
1: What about him? I Are,
2: oh, they're probably going to protect him, though. Prospect. Oh,
1: huh. wow.
2: Is he two years past? Is he available? He's available. He's available, yeah.
0: Why don't we put him in just as like a wild card? I think... Sure. There's no
2: way they don't protect them.
0: I don't know. Who this this is the Sharks. There's been like you know, I live in the Bay Area. There's no chatter about Brent Burns being let go to Seattle. And so that's why I didn't have him on the list and there's just no buzz about the team
2: whatsoever.
1: Is there I was is there any buzz about San Jose Sharks in general in the Bay Area? <laughs> so you would, yeah, no. Anyways. Fair
2: enough. You know more about that than I do.
1: So who do you want to go with?
2: Uh, let's go with, with Dalit then that's,
1: that yeah. feels
0: like a fun pick.
1: Sure. Sounds good. All right. Um, Brian, you're next with uh, St. Louis.
2: Uh, St. Louis. I went with Vince Dunn. That was an obvious one to me. Yeah. Um, if they don't trade him before this expansion draft,
1: to the Jets.
2: that would be so cool. I, I, I just really want that to happen, but, Yeah. Um, Vince Dunn was to me, uh, by far the best player that was available. I just think he's an excellent defenseman who doesn't get enough credit, um, played a bit more on the right side this year to far less success. I think he's you play him on the left side. He's excellent. I think that's what Seattle will do. And I think they'll reap the rewards from it if they pick him. So Vince Dunn, my pick
1: all
0: right I think I have the champs uh there's there's a lot of good options here but I don't buy the Tyler Johnson rumors no uh so I'm just going with Matthew Joseph um one of the more impressive
2: players in the final I like Matthew Joseph I I had him as my pick as well actually
1: I had Eric Chernak wow. just because I love Eric Cherniak and I think he's a great defenseman. Um, but yeah, Matthew Joseph is also a really good choice. And I think I had,
2: I had them protecting Chernak. I don't know what they do
0: on the defense because you had them going four, four, one then. No, I had them
2: exposing McDonough.
0: What? How um, can you expose McDonough? Who is their best defenseman in the postseason?
2: season uh, Because he's 32 and makes 6.75 <laughs> million a year
0: five more years oh, <laughs> i mean is it's five risk-
2: more years damn yeah no, he, that's was he was good this year though
1: i just thought he was too good i, I it didn't even cross my mind to expose he's, him I'm completely honest but I, I think, think he's
2: different. good i don't think he's i don't think he's necessarily much if at all better than chernak and sergachev might be ready to take on a bit of a bigger role i i don't think seattle would pick mcdonough so i i had them exposing mcdonough and um yeah. So, I, and I ultimately went with Matthew Joseph with my pick, and another option would have been Taylor Radish for me, but Joseph more proven uh, has the proven talent in the NHL. I don't
1: think Taylor Radish is going to turn into anything. If I'm being completely honest, I I don't have enough faith in him to think they would take him, but a um, bit of a
2: long shot there, maybe. But
1: yeah, no. All right, I think Matthew Joseph is the pick. So we
0: each have one pick left to bring it home. Three more teams.
1: All right. Uh, Congratulations,
0: (laughs) Liz. You have the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: I think Seattle takes all of them and leaves them with just their entire AHL roster. And then everyone can cry about it.
2: And we can just be, we can just be happy about it and applaud and drink and cheers each other. And
1: yes, it will be so lovely. I think. I, I wasn't sure what this team, I had them taking Justin Hull. Um, I was looking at the defense and I think um, Brody had a really good year. I think Morgan Riley is their guy and I think Jake Muzzin will be protected. So I think that leaves both Justin Hall and Travis Dermott exposed who are my picks one and two. And I think, I think they would go with one of them. Pierre Engvall was also an option. Um, I had Kerfoot protected, I think on my list. Um so I'm not sure about that, um, but uh, there are a couple other good options. I would love to see a bit of a Joey Anderson reach. I like Joey Anderson. I think he could be cool, um, but again, it's one of those things. There are way too many other good players available, so it wouldn't make sense. Um, so I'm going with Justin Holt.
2: I, I want to just say, like, my pick is going to piss off half of Jets fans and other Jets half is going to love me. I picked Nick Patan.
1: Great choice. Great <laughs> there is
2: choice. no way that's going to be the pick.
1: I think it could be. No, you're this is this is a further reach than Line a. I, I, I'll be honest is with you. There
0: is no way. There's no way? <laughs> There's no way? <laughs> There's no way because Kerfoot... Hall, I had
2: I had be available. I think Hall is kind of like I think he's just okay.
1: But so or, is Nick P-
2: But so, but so is, I know. So is Nick <laughs> Patan. But I don't know. Like Nick Patan's not going to get scooped off waivers, and I don't think Justin Hall is going to be in the starting six. I I don't know. I had Nick Patan. That's <laughs> all. You know what? They they could they could end up taking Freddie Anderson. That could be a pick. Oh, no Freddie. It? he's ufa so i don't think they ignore me yeah. i didn't realize that
1: what about michael hutchinson <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: they should totally go ahead with a that. record number of jets being drafted in this one in this one Liz, it's your call
1: i i think kate okay, um i think if, if justin hall and travis Dermott are both available which would seattle take because i'm going with dermot
2: easily dermot
1: I I then I think because there's no way they're going for. They could go four and four. Matthew Stavars, Marner, Nylander. Mhm. They could do that.
0: Because Hyman's gone, and like, wow. do you need to protect Engval or you know Wayne Simmons or Spetta? You don't need to protect those.
2: I don't know. That's I don't think. I just I think I don't think Hall is that worth it. So.
1: I don't what? know. We were we were talking
2: about reaching for Joey Anderson or Nick Patan. So I think they ultimately go seven and three.
1: Yeah, I I think they go seven and three. And in that case, I'm going Travis Dermott. Sorry guys, maybe it's not as which fun. is
0: the consensus pick. So I think you're
2: you're not okay. in the minority there. All right, Brian. All right. Um, so I've got the Vancouver, Vancouver? Canucks. Yeah. And from the Vancouver Canucks, I select Cole Lind because I don't think there was too much available. Um, other options, Madison Valley,
1: run away. Like not, not good. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> um, Louis Erickson. Do, do, do you really just want to take a year of that contract? Um, probably not. Antoine on and, Ugh. Antoine Roussel, maybe. No, thanks. Um, I took the 22 year old that could be a player for a little while.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if they're going to protect Zach McEwen or not, but and so he would be higher on my list than, but like not much.
1: Because do you guys have, um, T- Tyler Mott, uh, protected on yours?
0: I dislike that player actively so i don't care for it my bad i i I would say Braden holtby is actually probably a more likely pick than some of the names we threw out just because he has uh a year left and like you know it's a goalie he can play
2: yeah
1: and i we also only have three goalies and if we We got to take
2: holtby then right
1: i i'll i could do it yeah
2: Unless oh we're take taking, let's take Holtby then
1: you don't want to take Louis Erickson no nobody <laughs>
2: unless we're taking Vanacek from the Capitals but no, I don't, I'm going to be a little more I think there, I think there's going to be a good player from the Capitals so
1: I agree and Kishore okay
0: so we're we're writing in Holtby now all right
1: and, and I'm going to close
0: us out with the Washington with the Capitals lost
1: teammate, long lost teammate reunion with Braden Holtby question mark.
0: So there is a lot of uh, here because I think they're going to protect Ovi, Backstrom, Mantha, Wilson, Ellers, no doubt. And then this whole koozie thing is a mess. So they I, think they probably expose him. And I then Carlson, have- Orloff, yeah. and yeah. Justin Schultz are the obvious ones. So they could take a Michael Kempney. They could take a Nick Jensen. They could take a, a Vitek Vanacek, who I think is interesting. I'm going to go off the board and say there's a sweetener involved and TJ Oshi gets picked Washington state native TJ Oshi and he becomes the first captain for the Seattle Kraken.
2: Wow. That's I don't know. That would be kind of crazy. That's like
1: I would love It's not that.
2: I don't know if it's on the same proportion as the Patrick Laine reach but
1: I just think that I I almost put it bringing him back to the jets all the time it's like the same thing as exposing like morrissey it's like you can and maybe in hindsight you should but you won't and i feel like that's kind of like remember this year like after they lost and he cried and he was like i'm playing the rest of my career here and stuff like that like i feel like it just looks not great to not protect that guy mm-hmm. i would love to see him become the first cap captain of the seattle crack and i think that'd be a super cool move uh but yeah. i don't know tj oh is
0: 34 Makes 5.75 and is signed for another four years. Yeesh. And so I don't know if they get That's another opportunity to get out from underneath this contract could with a partner who's going to be motivated by something more than hockey. Like they're going to be motivated because he's like a hometown boy who could be the face of their franchise. Now we are putting him on a team with Patrick Line and PK Subban somehow, but. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a team, honestly. What a team.
1: I love this team, guys. I <laughs> screw the Jets. Look,
2: my- I, I don't even care what you're saying anymore. I'm writing in TJ Oshi. He's in.
1: You know Hell yeah, let's do it.
2: I had Nick Jensen, but I'm getting over overwritten here. So no, I mean Nick Jensen,
0: Vitek Vanacek, maybe even a Daniel Sprong. Probably the more likely pick, but I'm
2: trying to have a little little fun with this one
1: i had him get any kuznetsov so i was also looking for the fun pick,
2: whoa wow that, that's not happening they're they're trading him for good assets
1: yeah it's another one of those things he's too he's too valuable to give away for free but um so is tj tj oshi possibly but i also think that contract the, really- yeah the
2: contract the contract makes a big difference i think
1: but if you're trying so to make a splash with that the first year, he's still going to be effective this year. So, and if they don't, if they have the money to spend and that's the one guy that they have to bite the bullet on, actually, I guess they have PK Subban now. So, <laughs> um, okay, so that's our team. What do you guys think?
0: Uh, this well, let's awesome. put them on. Yeah, I think there's an awesome team. Let's put them on awesome. lines because we have Johansson, JVR, and line A as your top line, right? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> wow that's not that's pretty freaking good as your top line, um, G- in line. yeah and then you have jordan greenway has got to be on your second line with teddy bluser i don't know that now it gets messy
1: and matthew joseph
0: yeah, oh, yeah. matthew joseph, joseph can be your 2c yeah yeah um, and then you def- Jordan Greenway on one side. Yeah. that makes sense. And then it's now it turns into guy, 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 guy. It
1: does a little bit, but Mason Appleton is not a bad guy to have on your third line to start things off. I'm uh, not opposed. Yeah. No, we'll is Okay. One. And Kiefer Bellows, maybe i um, Nick Paul. Nick Paul is a great third, third, fourth line guy. What do you think?
0: Yeah. We'll put Nick. Where's center.
1: Where's TJ Oshi at?
0: Oh, TJ Oshie's yeah. got a center like the third line then, yeah. right?
2: He'll With play, Appleton do you, think he'll play, do you think he'll play at center or on the wing? He hasn't played at center oh. since early in his career, I think. I don't think. Yeah, you're I right.
1: I, I think you're right.
2: Yeah. Um, hang on a sec. What was I looking for? Um, I like Kiefer Bellows making this team
0: then, and then maybe he want to put like a.
1: They...
2: No Sunny Milano
0: on that
1: bottom yeah. line.
2: Oh yeah, Milano's. I I like I like Sunny Milano. I think that was
1: oh throwback. Yeah. That was your first pick an
2: hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more than an hour.
1: <laughs> it was more than an hour ago. It was like an hour and a half ago.
0: <laughs> and then we'll we'll just put like Richard ponick on on one of these sides. Um, and kind of move things around.
1: We have Dolan waiting in the wings, and we got you know what this is a good. Yeah, was... Blackwell sitting on the bench. Well, maybe
2: uh, maybe dolan could make a jump into you know pretty much. Uh, he might even be able to play in that spot for Ponick on the second line. Maybe like it could be like Dolan, Joseph, Greenway kind of thing. I think that would be interesting. They yeah, have a lot of defensemen with they this kind of, of thing.
1: But, Does he um, have like? Or what what would you do for that first pairing? Would it be a Graves and Gudis? or would Colin Miller be up there? I feel like they have a lot of second pairing defensemen. There's a lot of 2D on here.
0: Graves and Gudis, like Dun and uh Suban? And- I think I
2: split Dunn and Suban.
0: Yeah. Suban on the third pair, but like you'd have Dunn and maybe Brady Shea
1: maybe jacob zaboral maybe on
2: the left shoot and then you you still have colin miller as well i think you go i think you go dunn and gudas as your top pair
1: yeah i i could see it
2: and then you go suban with uh who do you have on left defense here uh dermot maybe
1: dermot can make he is so that leaves kulak out um Harvey oh yeah Brown. kulak
2: i forgot about him yeah kulak's have, around
1: a second pairing defenseman
2: they
0: there's legit like eight yeah. uh eight defensemen on this team that could make nhl teams
1: yeah that's, that's what happens when you're too good at drafting
2: yeah right um
1: <laughs> imagine a problem like this oh. <laughs> do you take out. but who do you take out is a Go, real question now
2: yeah uh, um, Calvin Dehan can play the right too, so you could put him in any of those. That's, spots I think the that's right the call side. to make.
1: Put Calvin Dehan on the second pairing there, and then we run with, um, Dunn and Gudis on your top pairing. Yeah. Ray and DeHaan on the second, and then Miller and Suban. So that leaves Zaborl out, Charlington out, Shea out. I
2: think I think Miller sits in that situation. I don't think.
1: Yeah, you, you know, you could be right. you well, you have
2: Brady free. Shea in with mm-hmm. Suban at the bottom pair. I was thinking Brett
0: Kulak. Oh, yeah.
1: Wowza. So I think we drafted a pretty good team. Um, and we still have a couple guys left over to be seventh defenseman or 13th forwards and then a couple of trade assets. Um, I like it. I like and it. And then you have
0: Kudobin and Aiden Hill and Brayden Holpe. Uh,
2: that's not bad. Oh, and L- Stuart Skinner.
1: And Stuart Skinner. <laughs>
2: so Liney's going to get taken by Seattle, and he's going to score 70 next year.
1: It's going to happen. My dream. I would do anything for that man to score 70 goals. I'd do anything for that man to score
2: Just like the Jets are going to win the Stanley Cup next year. It's going to happen. (sighs) What's crazy is all of the players we
0: drafted would put you over the cap because it's 82 million, but not all of the players make the roster.
1: No. um, Because they have to
0: drop a bunch of players. So I'm actually kind of impressed that this is a... these are legitimate picks outside of you know a couple that we took some stretches on this is like a real
2: team
1: but there will be stretches it probably won't be these stretches but there will be some and i think that's what makes this really fun and it's a good exercise and i think everyone should do it it's like the new bracket challenge it's like anytime there's and it's fun because we aren't going to see this again for hopefully ever because you don't need more than 32 teams in this league so I think it's a fun thing to do. And I really like this team. And I think we would make a pretty good management team guys. I don't know. I don't know.
2: It could be a lot of fun if we were a management team. Let's, let's, let's be real. I,
0: I think we might have a problem with discipline because uh, we would be like, but what if we could get Patrick Laine, um in the room constantly? And so, that That's, might pose some challenges.
1: I do that anyway. Anytime someone's like, oh, like mm, there's a guy in the trade, I'm like, okay, but what if we involved that in a three-way trade for Patrick Line?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think this is a good team. So uh, just a little quick refresher before we wrap things up. So first line, JVR, Ryan Johansson, or yeah, and Patrick Line. Second line, Jordan Greenway, Matthew Joseph, and Richard Ponick. Third line, Teddy Bluger, TJ Oshie, and Mason Appleton. And fourth line, Sonny Milano, Nick Paul, and Kiefer Bellows. Then our first pairing is going to be uh, Vincent Dunn and Radko Gudis. Um, second pairing, Ryan Graves and Calvin DeHaan. Third pairing, Brett Kulak, P.K. Subban. And then our goalies are Kido Ben and Aiden Hill. So that's – I think that's an okay team. And I think if that's what Seattle ends up with, they'll be in okay hands for their inaugural year. So –
0: it, it's almost assuredly not going to happen this way but at least we had some fun doing this
1: i think we can comfortably say that it is assuredly not going to happen this way not almost It this won't happen
2: <laughs> this team is <laughs> going to happen and it's going to go 82 and oh
1: it's like yeah those those tiktok friends you see make an 82 and zero team we just did so <laughs> exactly awesome okay well this is a ton of fun obviously a long episode but again we're never going to have an expansion episode ever again so enjoy it while it's here um kishore brian thank you very much this is a ton of fun and um can't wait to see those protection lists come out next week and we'll probably have some more thoughts um then but this is an interesting thing to put out and definitely more creative freedom um when you don't have protection lists to work off of so um thanks guys and uh, we'll see you soon
0: i'm kurt gilbach and thank you for listening to the jet-centric broadcast